Basic witches. Basic witches. I mean, we're witches. <laughs> Basically. Happy Witchy Wednesday, witches. Yes. Hello. Uh, welcome back. We are so excited. We are finally sponsored. Yes. Um, we have our first sponsor, Witch Baby Soap. Um, got gave us a bunch of products. We have Oof. some fun like body oils, some really bath bombs, scrubs. Ooh, they are so our style, which means if you're listening, you're gonna love them. Yes. <laughs> uh, very witchy, very cute. Yes. So we'll be doing a bunch of giveaways a few um, on our Instagram, so be sure to follow us at Basic Witches Pod and follow at Witch Baby Soap. They have the cutest stuff. You're going to love it. Um, and today we have a pro witch with us in all senses of the word. She is a very advanced oracle, the Oracle of Los Angeles. Yes. She has so much wisdom. And my friend Chelsea Hogan um, put us in touch with her. So shout out to Chelsea. Thank you. Um, yeah, she has so much to say, but we're not there yet. Um, because I want to tell a like story of manifestation that happened to me. So this has been like long running. It's been a long journey. Uh, (laughs) this whole story is like three years in the making, but long story short, um, I had like a big thing manifest this week. Um, so like three years ago, I started tweeting at Kevin Smith consecutively to try to get in his movie. Cause As he was in every single day she tweeted at every him. single day, um, for 268 days, I think was the final count, um, trying to get in his movie. Cause he was shooting at the mall that I grew up shopping in. So it started as a joke, me tweeting at him. Um, I never meant for it to go as far as it did. (laughs) But then, like, I would be on day 20, and people would be like, oh, you got to keep doing it. It's so funny. I'm like, yeah, but it's so embarrassing. Um, But perseverance is key. So after 268 days, he finally, like, uh, was on a Facebook live chat and I had a friend tell me that he was doing that. So then I went on the chat and I like messaged him and he finally said on camera that, yes, I will be in his movie. Um, and that was like two years ago, literally in like 2015. And the movie still has not like gone into production or anything. Um, but I've stayed like you know, still thinking about it and stuff. Intending on it. Yes. And then what was so crazy, I've kind of been in like a slump lately and feeling really blocked with like, I've said to you several times, I just feel like my manifestations and stuff is something is just like in the way. Mm -hmm. And then this past Monday I woke up and for some reason I just like felt different, checked my phone and my (laughs) friend Janine messaged me and she was like, what are you doing today? Kevin Smith is coming to tape at drop the mic on TBS. Um, I can get you VIP. And I'm like, I had nothing to do that day. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to fucking meet Kevin Smith today yes. and like, and talk to him. And yeah, and I fucking did. <laughs> I went to this taping and I, you know, uh, shout out to Janine. It was just like the, the coolest thing. After I like talked to Kevin, he was so nice and he, he recognized me immediately. He said, I look like my Twitter picture, which is like always good. Um, and yeah, he said that I'll definitely have a part in the movie. And then I ran up to Janine and I just hugged her and I like couldn't let go. Cause it was just like, oh, so magical. I, yeah. It yeah. was 
so surreal. And we we took a picture. We happened to be standing when I went up to introduce myself. I was like, "Hi, Kevin. My name's Leah Knauer. I don't know if that rings a bell for you." And then immediately he was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> he was probably so excited. Yeah, to meet you. I hope so. Yeah. Um, but we were standing in front of this backdrop. There was like lights lit on us. There was literally a professional photographer standing in front of us, and we're in front of this backdrop that's hot pink and blue, which is my two. Put those together. Yeah, it's my favorite color. That right now. I, yeah, those are my two favorite colors. It just all felt fucking surreal. Like it was all placed magically. Yes. Or, or, um, synchronistic as well. Yes. Yeah, it yeah. all like. Oh, there just happened to be a photographer there to take our photo, and like it's like it was literally waiting for you. Yes, which is kind of what manifesting is. Yes, and it's you like have to seeing believe that to seeing see your it. reality. And I yeah. know that there's like people listening, or mm. people told me over the past few years that it was like, I can't believe you're doing that. Like that's so desperate, but like. It's funny. Yeah, I'm like, well, I made it happen. You have to ask for what you fucking want in yes. life. Yes, and also it's because you did it with that. You did it with the joyful intention yeah. and, like, out of love. Yeah. So that's how you manifest in. Yes. It's, it's positive. Like yeah. attracts like. As and know. also, I couldn't have done it to a more perfect person. Like, I think Kevin's this whole experience has made me love Kevin Smith even <sighs> more because he, like, he doesn't take himself too seriously. He, like, could have blocked me, could have told me to fuck off and, like, stop bothering him. But he thought it was funny. He would, like, still like some tweets. And I just think That's that shows cool. who he is. Like, he's dope. Yeah, um, as, a, as just a person. Yeah, yeah totally. so I it was a really cool moment. And, girl, imagine when you're actually shooting the movie and you're actually in I'm it like, like, holy shit I tweeted for this yeah <laughs> I have I visions I have visions of us like on late night talking to Jimmy Kimmel or Fallon or something about and just how you met yeah how, so funny yep. like yep yep so that's the next that. vision that's gonna come Hell yeah come Ooh, into that's awesome yeah um also we celebrated the recent full moon we had our first uh intimate full moon ceremony yeah it was so fun yeah and I wanted to share because I felt my manifestation has been so strong lately. Mm -hmm. And again, it just goes back to gratitude. It goes back to appreciating exactly what's in front of you right now, releasing the things that you do want to bring in and letting them come in. Mm. Um, because I, I've kind of been doing that. I've been so feeling very lucky and hashtag blessed. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't say that word seriously I anymore. Know, blessed. It's I feel really so blessed. basic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, hold on. I need a sip of this Starbucks cold brew. <laughs> Speaking of basic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, I can't, I just like, I'm almost sometimes overwhelmed with gratitude lately, which I think mm. is what's allowing these good things to come in. Totally. But anyways, um, in our ceremony, I, I, First of all, we did a dance break, which I just have to recommend for any time you're going through so something. Fun. Yeah. We wanted more of it. Yeah. Like anytime you're needing to get out of your head, dancing is a great way. So anxiety, mm. overthinking, dance. Uh, uh, one of Leah and my new roommate, um, we, we were we were talking the other day and we were both, she was kind of anxious and I was very excited. So we were both mm. very energetic. And she we literally paused our conversation <laughs> because she was like, should we go dance right yeah. now? And I was like, absolutely, yeah. And we literally went to the living room Aww. and had a dance break. That and it's so happy. Yeah. yeah. But anyways. Um, so cute. Imagining yeah. you two doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's our second time already. And she hasn't even lived there for a month yet. 
anyways, <laughs> she's also a witch, yeah. needless to say. Um, but we did this dance break and um, <laughs> at the full moon ceremony, and then we used that to get out of our heads into mm. our bodies mm-hmm. so that our bodies could tell us what we wanted to um, intend on or manifest next. Mm-hmm. And I ended up doing um, staying present and using the mantra, I'm okay right now because Mm. I'm really busy. Um, This is like the busiest season I've ever had, which is, again, a blessing. Um, But it's a lot to handle. And I'm trying to remember that when I stay present, I mean, I have to look at the obvious. I am okay. I am okay right now in this moment. It's when you think about the future that you get anxiety and you get worry. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I I intended on staying present. And we did sigil magic where we... um, Turned our intention into a symbol, carved that into a candle. I know mm. this is all so cool. Um, <laughs> and then, and then you burn burn the candle and allow the that intention to kind of be burned into your subconscious, and then that helps you manifest mm-hmm. it in. Well, anyways, within two days, I for the first time ever made it through a like eighteen hour day without being without feeling tired because that day it was like my, my intention took over. I felt so present all day and it was only like a few days later. Um, so it just, yeah. Was it something that you were doing or do you think it was just the act of like putting intention with the candle? It was the act of the ceremony of doing all that. Mm. I think it gets it more ingrained into your subconscious and then you, you practice it because it's in your body. Anytime we can get something into our body, we do it without thinking. So Mm. it, it actually becomes a part of us. Um, and, and that happened for me. So anyways, let us know if you guys did anything with the full moon. We're learning and we want more ideas and we, we like hearing about it. Yeah. Uh, you can always message us, uh, on the Insta at basic, which is pod. Wow. Perfect segue. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Great plug. Yeah. Um, enjoy this episode with Amanda Yates Garcia, the Oracle of Los Angeles. It's a slow, it's a slow moving morning for us. <laughs> Do you guys have I was, a big night? Yeah, I was out late at a party, um, and then she was doing a show, so we're mm-hmm. like super low energy. Yeah, but a lot of burning questions for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, let's jump um, right in then. Yeah, yes. for starters, how would you describe what you do? Like what? What do you do? Um, well, so my okay. So my name is Amanda East Garcia, and I go by the Oracle of Los Angeles as my professional mm. title. Mm. Um, but I really consider myself a witch. So Oracle, an Oracle is someone through whom the divine speaks, or mm. who is, you know, giving messages from mm-hmm. spirit, uh, or connected to the realms of spirit. Mm. And you know, I I actually believe that we're all oracles to some degree or another. Cool. Um, but some people have more practice than others. Totally. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I also consider myself a witch. I am a hereditary witch, so my mother was a witch, and I learned a lot <gasps> from her. Cool. And then I sort of abandoned my practice uh, when I was in my late teens and throughout my 20s. You know, I was really more practicing art as my religion. Mm. Wow. And then towards the end of my 20s, I decided to go back to witchcraft as a, wi- as a wi- like, means of personal empowerment. Wow. And so then I started doing public rituals and performances and ceremonies as part of my art practice. Cool. But they were, like authentic. It wasn't like mm-hmm. I was like performing a ceremony. You were actually uh, doing the ceremony. Yeah. yeah. And I meant it. It wasn't like I'm it wasn't like I was thinking 
of a, I mean, I was thinking of it as art, but I was thinking of it as like a serious religious totally. practice or a spiritual practice yeah. as well. So it wasn't ironic it or was whatever. Organic, it was. yeah. <clears throat> and uh, then from doing it like that, um, people just started asking me to do them more and more privately until that mm. became my sole source of income. And oh so, my gosh. yeah. And so now um, that's how I support myself. That is so, so you, cool. You really are a pro witch on both levels that you're advanced and also you're professional. You're yeah. This is how you make yeah. your this yeah. is literally it's your living. job. Yeah. It's your career. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel I, like it's also who you are? Yeah, it's completely who I am. I actually feel like, you know, the reason that people are so interested in witchcraft right now is I feel like that all the sense. sort of priestesses of from time immemorial are sort of being re- reborn right now to sort of call in the divine <gasps> feminine. Do, do you know of the divine feminine uprising? That's what you're yeah, speaking to. Yeah, that's what I'm okay. speaking to. Cool. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like... Um, you know, so I have sort of a calling as a priestess. And what that means for me is that I'm here to especially like empower mm. other women mm-hmm. or um, non-binary folks. And I mean, I would love for men to be empowered to fight on the side mm-hmm. of totally. women and the yes. earth as well, to, be good, well. Allies, <laughs> to yes. be good allies. So yeah. I, I see <sighs> what I'm doing as kind of divinely ordained for me in the mm-hmm. sense that like this is the work that I meant to do here on this mm-hmm. that's so soul cool. purpose yeah exactly mm-hmm. exactly do you have past lives um yeah you know it I do sometimes consider past lives and I do do past life regression with my mm-hmm. clients but most of the time I'm really focused on this life mm-hmm. and I, I don't really worry too much about my past lives okay. you okay. know like I stay really focused on the yeah. here and now and one of the mm-hmm. things that I think is really essential and relevant to to witchcraft is that witchcraft is really about the body and being present mm. and it's not about some mm-hmm. other realm like you know heaven mm-hmm. or whatever happens to you after you die it's really about engaging with life and the world around you and the yes. sort of sacred here on this earth on this planet in our bodies amidst each other in yes. in our communities so i sometimes feel like focus on past lives can be a little bit distracting, distracting. Yeah. Yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Yeah, like why focus on that when there's so much to deal with here? Yeah, we've got a lot <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know? What was the catalyst that brought you back to witchcraft? Well, so, yeah. It? So, you know, when I was in grad school, I went to CalArts um, for writing and film and video. And um, I made a lot of angry work sort of pointing out the things mm-hmm. that I didn't like about the world, like, mm-hmm. you know, white supremacy, capitalism, mm-hmm. patriarchy. You they don't were, like all that? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> no, enough of this. So I was sort of pointing out all those things and I started to realize that it's easy to point out all the things that you don't like Mm. but um it's harder to say what you do want and to actually sort of stake a claim and say, this is what I think we should be doing about this. You know, I think it's actually a sort of disempowered position to point out the things that you don't like, but then to just expect someone else to To come fix it Mm. or just like, it's like saying like, daddy, come help me because I see this problem and I don't know how to fix it. And so I was like, 
how, well, what kind of world do I want to live in and what kind of world do I want to see? And I want to see a world where women are powerful. I want to see an enchanted mm-hmm. world where everything is sacred, where magic exists, where our whole source of being or reason for being isn't just to make money and produce yeah. like mm-hmm. disposable objects. So we'll be trotted right. away. You know, like <sighs> yeah. I, I, I want to live in a world where everything is beautiful and where the feminine is understood yeah, and, and celebrated. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. We're so on the same wavelength. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to um, say w- when you were talking about your sole purpose and how it's to empower other women, I kind of got a download not too long ago um, because I definitely know that's true for me as well. But I realized in this download, oh, my gosh, for me, it's so much about men as well. It's so much about mm. calling men forward. Mm. And for some reason, I think that part of my like physical body is mm. is um to, this is gonna sound so bad but like to attract men a bit mm. to be able to call them forward you're a trap is what you replaced <laughs> Which on the trap <laughs> no but because I'm a double Scorpio and completely honest with my emotions and speak totally emotionally even with men and I don't you lure them to. in and then you teach them. Yes. I love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's part of my purpose. Mm, yeah. And it, it was unexpected because I, I felt it so strong about women. And then I was like, oh, wait, for me, I have to do it to men. I have to. A, a big focus mm. is going to be men, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, well, men have a lot of power in this world. Mm -hmm. Like, they hold sort of most of it, at least by the standards of, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of the accepted ways that power moves through the world. So if they don't rally, like, if they don't come over, then, like, then the world is going to end. Yeah. So we really do need them to... We really do need them to sort of come to our our, our side and yeah. awaken. And I do mm-hmm. think that it's important. Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, we all come from a position of privilege. Mm-hmm. And so you do have a, a privilege of, like, existing in a body of a very beautiful woman. You know, Thank like, you. like, I want to, like, challenge the ideas of beauty as well. Yeah. But say by, by conventional standards, like, mm-hmm. you, you are a very beautiful <laughs> woman. You're conventionally pretty. No, 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 I don't, I don't mean it like that. But you know what I mean. Like, totally. There's many ways to interpret beauty. Of and, course. And, yes. like, you, you have that sort of classical look. But so, you know, I think that, unfortunately, in our culture like men tend to give more credibility or will take the time to listen to women who do have an appearance like that. Right. But it's also a double-edged sword because mm-hmm. it's also very distracting for women who mm. have that appearance, you know, like to get sort of caught up in, in wanting to maintain in that wanting to maintain or, that, or to feeling that. like that's the only thing about you that right. is recognized right. or celebrated or like that's where your value right. comes from. And then, of course, it means that we as a culture miss out on uh, all the wisdom and and beauty and uh, creativity of people who don't fit that standard but what what, right. what I think is really important is if we have a privilege that we use it on behalf of good right exactly so if you yeah. have that and it gives you more credibility or mm. you know that people like for whatever reason whether or not it's right that they do this that they listen to you that mm-hmm. you should use it exactly mm. yeah and yeah. I feel like that's naturally happening and it's just uh, I'm I'm excited about that I I yeah I had this dream Leah's heard about this so many times but I think it was maybe a past life little blip of um 
like I was leading this army of men. They were mm-hmm. like Aztec. They looked like Aztec, long hair, big buff bodies, warrior men. Oh, yes, and I know they were so hot. <laughs> no, they were all standing in a circle. We were getting ready for war. There was no words, but they were my soldiers, and they were about to go into battle. Oh, that is so cool. And it was a circle, and I'm like the leader, queen. And then one of them started crying, and I like gave them a nod. Hmm. And they all started crying. <gasps> and that was the preparation you, for like, battle. Gave them permission. Yes. And it was it felt like one giant hug and release wow. of emotion. And I think that I'm just so much an emotional That's like so cool. I, dealing with emotions with people. Hmm. Um, which is why I'm exhausted today hmm. and had a breakdown last night because I'm I'm pushing the emotional so much with this long-running performance I'm doing Mm. and um it's borderline real like interacting with people because I'm I can't not be real in a way I'm you know speaking emotionally with them yeah um so I'm really drained right now of that I don't Mm. know if you can feel that well so what are you doing about that like do you have practices of self I'm sure you have lots of I do have a ton of self-care practices and there's not been seeming enough hours to do them the past couple days, which is Mm. what led to the breakdown. So Mm. I need to find a way today. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. To sneak some of them in. What's your, what's the one that you feel like is the most essential for you? Well, right now I physically need sleep. I need more sleep, (laughs) but, um, alone time Mm. is my most essential having Mm. walls and no interaction. Uh Mm -hmm. Like, brick walls around me like no interference of energy at all silence yeah it sounds like a retreat is in order Maybe yes. even if you just oh, it, maybe cool. if you just found a way to sort of book one or like book yeah. yourself a hotel, even if it was like in like three weeks, just knowing that it was there, yeah, that you could sort of energetically align. You're with that <laughs> reading my mind, and you could always do a free cancellation if you get it in time. So yeah, you could book it and then still cancel it later. <laughs> She's got some ideas. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I've I've sensed that I need exactly that. Are you I, reading me? In, well, I mean, I don't need to because yeah. you've already saying it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, true. Sometimes that. we just tell the psychic. Yes. <laughs> Wait, speaking of reading things, though, this basement is haunted. Mm, yeah, um, you can feel it. The whole place is. Oh, okay. <gasps> I was going to ask. Yeah. What, it, what is that? How, what do you sense? What is that like? I mean, I think oftentimes, like, theaters uh, have repository. Like, theaters are places where there's, like, a strong emotional charge, Mm -hmm. right? And, like, whenever there is a lot of emotion that takes place in a place, like, it creates, like, a sort of energetic residue. Especially comedy relates so much to anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. So there's this sort of, you know, as uh, I can't remember her name, but she did the performance Nanette. Yeah. Yes, Hannah. Uh, yeah. Godspeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So she talks about how comedy is about building up and relieving anxiety. That special was incredible. Oh my God, that was like life changing. Oh. I was like, this is feminist comedy. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. like what this is like showing people what comedy can, can do. Be, like taking yeah. it to a whole new level. Honest and raw, but yeah. still funny. Well, and and yeah. And yes. I I feel like she's a genius and she just like broke totally. open some doors. Totally. Oh, trailblazer. Yeah. yeah, it was it was like such a vindication to mm-hmm. see that, you know, <laughs> to be like you know, to see sort of comedy, especially this sort of like bro comedy mm-hmm. that's like stuck in this place of like 
kind of just reifying the status quo, like just reestablishing it in a way, but like pretending to uh-huh, take to shots at it. Yep. And she just came in there like this Twisted. warrior spirit yes. and tore it down, yes. but with so much heart and passion. Because for the first half, she's like playing the game and know, like, you know, doing so all the things. And then, yeah, it just totally twists. And it's like, oh shit, you're making fun of what you just did mm. while ah. still doing <laughs> what you're making fun of. Like, yeah. so smart. She says she's done comedy, but she's still still tours and does that special and does, like you know so she's still doing comedy but it's just a, she's made like a different kind of comedy where she can be honest and real mm. and it's still accepted and funny oh so good so skillful yeah like I admire that so much but in any case like so just sort of going back to the sort of haunted comedy store mm-hmm. I mean you can just sort of like feel the ghosts of like people's aspirations people's disappointments mm. people's longings Damn, you yeah. know and that's so much you know basically what it is is kind of like an egregore what an egregore is in the occult is when um, when there's a when a group of people get together and create a strong emotional charge and then they do if they do that often enough and consistent enough then it sort of creates an entity of its own that exists independently of those people so for instance any kind of um, mythological figure or like a religious figure, like for instance, Jesus is an egregore, right? Because you have people mm. praying to this <gasps> being yeah. over thousands of years, kind singing of hymns, up, like making paintings, That's like energy, like energy. addressing the figure and you know as yeah. as something until it becomes an entity of its own and then Whoa. exists whether or not the people who are praying to it live or die. And Whoa. so, like oftentimes in places like theaters um, or places like stadiums or places. Where where people are creating these big energetic um, bursts of energy. Like a lot of the time, those energies will sort of be created and then sort of dissipate as soon as the crowd dissipates. Mm -hmm. But you can feel in a place like this that it's sort of like Mm -hmm. lingering throughout. And you can also feel the sort of ambiguous quality of the energy, right? Because it's like something that is like fun and playful, but Mm -hmm. also there's a kind of darkness and a kind of... um, anxiety that I that I often do feel around um like around comedy itself you know there's a lot of for instance like addiction addiction is a place that really allows for um um you know spirit possession to take place or like um difficult like difficult it, it it creates a space within oneself to be sort of taken over by outside forces totally and so you can feel that kind of aspect of the energy in here so you know, if I were spending a lot of time here, I would certainly do a lot of protective rituals before yeah. I before I Damn. allowed myself mm-hmm. to be vulnerable in this space. Whoa, I'm glad we Palo Santo every time we record. So yeah, yeah, but you know, Palo Santo is really great, but it also um, is sort of it, it. It's not just a vanishing; it's also like an invitation. <gasps> oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh oh! Yeah. How so? Because they like. Um, because no, you're trying because to we're clearing them. some protection. Just the nature of the plants itself, like um, so. Some things about Palo Santo, um, 
you know, South Palo Santo is a sacred plant that is about creating sacred space. And it does do a lot of clearing of energies, but it also invites spirits to come. And so if you haven't, you know, sort of made it clear, Mm -hmm. um, like which spirits you're wanting to work with, that can Mm. be a little bit, it could create a little bit of confusion, but I wouldn't, you know, worry about it. It's like really beautiful. The only thing that I really think that one should be concerned with with Palo Santo is just to make sure that you get it in a sustainable way, because the Mm. best Palo Santo has to come from a tree that's, that's died of natural causes and is laid there for four years. Whoa. And it, it is actually now an endangered plant because people go and harvest it before it's ready. And so the best thing that you can do with Palo Santo is to um, find a source for it that is actually working with the indigenous people who, who harvest it and who make it their livelihood and who want to do it in a sustainable way. And then it actually increases the sacredness of the plant in Mm. terms of your being able to use it effectively, Mm. because a lot of the time people don't understand about like the sacred plants, um, and objects and tools that a witch uses is that it's not just about the object. Mm-hmm. According to sympathetic mm-hmm. magic, it's about how we the get the story. object who yeah. come like like the history who grows it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So for instance, when we're dealing life. with right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So when we're dealing with plants, you know, plants are spirits, plants are mm-hmm. middle world spirits, they have an agenda. They're, they they also can be corrupted. And many plants uh, wow. the spirits of the plants are corrupted, particularly in the way that human <gasps> beings use them. That's so when so you think of plant for instance like cocaine a coca plant is a very sacred plant and it's used for healing but think about all the things that cocaine has to go through to get here I mean it literally is like soaked in blood so you know and it's like and all the sort of like dirty money that's involved and like people like people being killed for Uh it people being manipulated people being lied to wars being held over it so it 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 takes on the energy of all of those things, mm-hmm. like that's a, a principle of magic, you know, of that principle of proximity is when things are touching one another, when things are like made. It's an exchanging energy. Yeah, it's exactly. Affecting and it's exactly. Totally. So when you said middle world, plants mm-hmm. are middle world, it, does that mean they're connected to the divine and they're here? Or what does that mean? Yeah, so that's a sort of um, shamanic concept of the upper world, the middle world, mm-hmm. and the lower world. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, basically when I say that plants are middle world spirits, what I mean by that is, you know, p- spirits that are not in the material reality, right, that exist in the realm of consciousness, um, don't have the same kind of agenda that mm. middle world spirits have. So we're all middle world spirits. Animals are middle world mm. spirits. Plants are middle world spirits and that they live and die. We live and we die and we suffer and we strive and we long for things and Mm -hmm. plants do the same thing. And we can tell because like if you put a plant sort of near a window, it's going to reach towards the light, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to move towards what it wants. Mm -hmm. So it wants things. And Mm -hmm. and if it doesn't get them, it it dies. dies. Mm -hmm. So it isn't just neutral, right? So like, for instance, like when we're engaging with another human being, it's not just about what we want. They also have wants. They also have needs. They also have will. Mm. And so plants also have needs. They have will. They have desires. So when we're interacting with a plant, it's not just about what we want from that plant. The plant also has wants. It also oh. has things that it needs. It also has things that it's trying to get. And so it's not just a neutral thing that we're taking in, but it's mm-hmm. something that has its own spirit. So that's why, for instance, when you're trying to access 
you know, the spirit world or when you're trying to sort of uh, commune with like the great mystery that is life, right? Mm. That is consciousness. When you use plant medicines like ayahuasca Mm. or um, mushrooms or um, uh, marijuana, for instance, like they all have their own spirit. They all have their own agenda. They all Mm. have their own will. They all have their own personality. And the thing is, though, it's really important that we think about how we get them. You know, when I was in my when I was in my early twenties or maybe my late teens, I'm forgetting now. But I worked at a um, a marijuana shop in, in Amsterdam. <laughs> cool. I mean, cool. I'm not a big pot smoker, and I never have been. But one of the things that I noticed is that you know, like a lot of the the marijuana had been really powerfully manipulated. Mm. You know, so that's like purple, Strained super skunk, crystally, yeah. right? But so that's not just the pure plant, right? Mm-mm. That's mixed with all this sort of intentions mm-hmm. of the people who are growing it. As a matter of fact, you know, I've known people who grow weed and like it's the female plant that produces yes, it is. the buzz. It, it yeah. is, but they do, they like torture this they, plant. They, they, like they oh, prick it like with pins. Basically they keep it up all night. Making it um, impregnated all the time or whatever, right? Oh, yeah. Or they're like, like, and like kind of raping the plants, right? Right. So yeah. they, they, they like stab it so that it feels like it's being attacked because then the, the marijuana, the sort of psychotropic aspects of the marijuana, elements of the marijuana come from um, the flower. So it'll like try this and makes produce. Me feel so sad. Yeah, I know. Also, allegory to like f- f- female yeah. female struggle and yeah. and you know damn it just damage right now yeah. in society exactly right? like using like, the woman as sort of like a breeding ground or yes, like that's a, what a vehicle taking advantage exploiting yeah right. yeah of <sighs> shit femininity yeah. which is what everyone wants and mm. and actually wishes they could have, but then they exploit it, mm-hmm. right? Well, and, yeah. and shame it, control it, control shame it, it, box it, brutalize it. What's the male marijuana plant doing this whole time? Just like cracking Not a beer, and <laughs> sitting yeah, on the couch. Hands, hands what the fuck hands. is he doing? God, no, really? What is he doing? <laughs> really? What is the? Is there? I think, well, I think, I mean, I don't know. I'm not an expert on, <laughs> yeah. like, marijuana, but um, but pro- I, I would imagine that it's kind of like a drone bee kind of thing. Yeah. How do you tell the difference between a male and a female? Well, the female has the flower. The female has the oh, okay. bud. It produces okay. the actual thing you smoke, yeah. And the other marijuana, the male one would just be a leaf? It looks like, I think, just stems and leaves, yeah. Okay. Maybe. I, I, just, I actually did see a documentary about it, but I can't wow. remember. Yeah. Very interesting. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, but it really shows us how, like, every kind of step that you take in this world, mm-hmm. like, there's there's impact and there's, there's effect. A, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that, we, that, we, that we impact everything that we touch. And right. even when we try to do good, you know, like, with there's my work, some... like, I'm trying to do the best that I can to, yeah, like, really. help the process of, like, healing the world yeah. and, like, bringing yeah. it back into balance and restoring justice. On the other hand, like I have an iPhone, for instance, uh-huh, yeah. like, that I mean, like the it's the the materials are yeah. like mined by like children. I know. Like, oh. So like a word. I mean, I don't know. But like, I don't know yeah. what to do. Not have a phone. You can't. 
like, that. So like, well, well, I mean, it, I I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't. I, d- I really don't you know. know. I don't know the I, answer I mean, yeah, because if then if you don't, that. for instance, if you don't have a phone, then you're sort of like cut off communication from, from the work that you're doing. Yep. And and then and it's society. Like, yeah. So I don't. I don't. I really don't know the answer. Damn. You know. Yeah. To, I think it's like a really complicated question, mm-hmm. and yeah. we're all kind of doing the best that we can with. I'm what really we have. curious what your mom did with uh, like which wise mm. that you. What did you see her practice like when you were yeah. younger? Well, so there were several aspects to it. Like, for instance, um, there was a sort of activist aspect, mm. you know, where we were going to, like, marches and ceremonies. Cool. I remember one in particular with quite a famous witch, uh, Starhawk, uh, to to resist the Diablo Canyon uh, nuclear power plant. Wow. But then also she had, you know, monthly moon groups, meetings mm-hmm. of her coven, where so essentially cool. the women that she worked with or that she, you know, had this group with... Um, would do ritual and ceremony, like for instance, they do scrying, which is a method of div- divination where you gaze into um, water that's like stained with dyes mm. or into like a black um, bowl filled with water. So you kind of look down and mm. past it, and then you you get See visions things? through yeah, that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and they celebrate celebrated the eight uh, Sabbaths uh, uh, for for witches. Um, of which Samhain or Halloween is one. Um, mm. So that's coming up in a few days. Um, and then there was like a whole sort of ministry aspect to the work that she did. For, for instance, like coming to the bedside of people who were dying, mm. supporting people in the birthing process, like christenings, I guess you might call them, or mm-hmm. baptisms. Um also, like, supporting people who are going through difficult times. You know, as a child, I kind of resented it. Like, it took up a lot of her time. And, mm. um, and like, energy, I'm sure. Yeah, and yeah. then, like, every time that we went out, like, <laughs> like if we're just going to the post office or the grocery store, there'd always be, like, someone who comes up. Oh, my gosh. Like, Thank you so much. Can I tell you what's going on in my life? Here's my problem. Oh. Like, can you help me? And uh, ironically, like, at a time, I was like, ugh, spare me. Like, roll my eyes. Like, okay, tap my foot. Like, yeah. can we go now? No, but, but now it's happening to but you. But now it's happening to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I literally cannot go to a party without Oh, having. my gosh. But but I actually feel like now I'm like, yeah, well, this is, like, my calling. This yeah. is my job. And, you know, totally. this is the consequence mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Um, is it because people just know from looking at you that you have... Well, I guess... Um, like people, witch yeah. face or yeah, something? Yeah, <laughs> witch face. Totally. Um, I think that... Um, People, well, I, 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 like, in Los Angeles, a lot of people know who I am. Okay. Yeah. So, and in my community, a lot yeah. of people know who I am or who are my clients. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so that's kind of, I guess. Do you think there's any significance to, um, I noticed that people open up to me a mm-hmm. lot. People, like, just start talking about their problems to me, mm-hmm. which, um, can be exhausting, <laughs> like how you were with your mom, but also I think it's f- for a reason, and I think... I think it's because I'm open emotionally. Do you mm. think that's true or do you mm, yeah. do you think there's any significance to that? Um well like, I think 
you know, at least in my case, you know, I've experienced, I, you know, one of the things that I believe about, which is at least in, in the way that I've seen it manifest in my own life is, um, experience of trauma. Like when you Mm. go and you have experience of trauma and then it pulls you down into essentially what I consider the underworld where you sort of get lost and feel Mm. abandoned and, uh, don't know if you'll make it out alive. Mm. And then, you know, like to become a witch is to sort of be abducted into the underworld and then to find your way back up again. And then when you're doing, when you, once you find your way back up again, then you're, you know, the way, so you're able to help navigate for other people. And I think that that's probably what's happening for you. Okay. Yeah. And that's empowerment basically. Yeah. And that, that is what I feel like has happened to me. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Wow. So I think that that's probably a large part of it. And mm. then too, like, I think, one of the things that I also love about witchcraft, um, as opposed to like maybe some of the more orthodox religions, is this idea like I see myself as like fallible and humble. And so, you know, like I recognize that I've made mistakes and will mm-hmm. continue to do that. And and I've I've you know, I've like especially in my early life, you know, I walked into the knife a lot, you know, like the knife was pointed at my heart and, you went and I just was to like, it. let me Here. go in there, you know, like, rip my shirt, yeah. you know, my shirt yeah. open and like hit me baby one more time kind yeah. of thing. Um, he walked and, into my knife <laughs> 10 times. Anyone? A little Chicago. Yeah. Or, or sorry. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. But so I think that that also makes you less judgmental like when you've been there when you've like done it when you've made the mistakes I think that people you know like in my own private practice I feel like people like I don't I know how easy it is to fuck up yeah you know so like and so they can probably feel that you can relate they feel that you're open and not judgmental yeah Yeah. Yeah. so I'm sure that that is also what's going on for you as well like if people feel like they can you know, be heard, be mm-hmm. seen, and also yes. like be loved. Yeah. You know, I think that that's a really big part of um, a witch's practice as well. Is, yeah. is like, there's this beautiful line from this poem by Louise Bogan that where she's talking about like essentially death and she's saying like I couldn't love it all I couldn't love it enough and I I feel that way like mm. there's just so much to love in this yeah. world and I want to love it all and I want to love it with my full heart and I feel like people can feel that when when you know they they encounter that yeah so uh want to know what your sign is I'm a Are Scorpio, Scorpio? <gasps> that's what I was gonna say <gasps> wow that's what I you yeah. I knew When's your birthday? The 13th of November. Nice. I'm the first. Oh, are you? Nice. Happy early birthday. But yeah, so I think that Scorpios in particular, like I have a stellium in Scorpio. My my moon and rising are not in Scorpio, but like I have like four other planets in Scorpio. So um, I think, you know, the Scorpio path Mm -hmm. is the path of the healer and the path Mm -hmm. of the essentially the high priestess who in tarot like travels down into the underworld and comes back up. And oftentimes um, people who are Scorpios are, are marked are more marked by trauma, but that's like where the healing happens. Wow. Right. So yeah. I, I think, you know, as terms of like past, past lives and future lives, like I, my rising sign is in Taurus and mm. I look forward to maybe having a Taurus life in the future. Mm. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, but Scorpio, you know, like it's Scorpio is not the easiest place, Yeah, mm. but, um, yeah. but it is very rewarding and very powerful. I agree. The highs are very high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, matched by Damn. the, by the exactly. lows that are all the way in the underworld. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know anything about Gemini? 
I mean, like yes. I mean, yeah. So are you, are you a Gemini? Yeah. yeah. Well, so Gemini is all about like communication, mm-hmm. connection, exchange of energy, mm-hmm. exploration. You know, it, I almost see like Gemini energy is like, as if you put like a, like a electricity cable on the surface of like a lake or water Whoa. and that like electricity just kind of shivers <gasps> out across cool. the top That's of awesome. the lake. So there, so, you know, those where Scorpio energy is like goes down to the mm. bottom of the lake, mm-hmm. you know, like and likes to be Drudge there in the Gemini. Yeah, and and out. Yeah. yeah, Gemini out. goes out yeah. and it's like a very quick energy that is all about sort of exchange and, and connection and exploration. Totally, yeah. totally see that for Leah. Yeah. Cool. Well, so speaking of like how you were describing how you visualize that is your, are your abilities very visual when you're doing a reading for a client, for Mm. example, Mm. are you, what is that? Can you just describe what that's like? Yeah. So it comes in different forms. And mm-hmm. I think the the real challenge is like, if you're d- wanting to develop those skills, it's like mm-hmm. you kind of have to sit with yourself and like pay attention to the sort of subtle energies that are kind mm-hmm. of coming through. So it comes in different forms. Like sometimes I might see something, I might just sort of get an image. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also a lot of the time, like the way that spirit speaks to me is, well, it, and it does this through all of us is that it speaks through our own vernacular. So, mm-hmm. You know, so like movies that you've seen, books that you've read, mm. art that you've seen, poetry that you've heard, yeah. like you'll hear little fragments of a song yeah. or something. And you'll know that like spirit is trying to like, like communicate to you through that. Because the wow, thing is yeah. like it spirit doesn't have body right so Mm -hmm. it it can only speak to you through through what is here in the physical Mm -hmm. world that's the only way it can communicate to you so it's speaking to you in your language so it might for instance like show you an image of a crow for instance but that's like it's it's trying to get you to like well, what do I associate with crows? Yes, yes. like yeah. what what what, a, what like what riddle. are memories that Why I have that? about being that? Up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so then you have to just sort of be able to follow that thread and trace yeah. you know trace it through. We do that when we do readings on the podcast when we see like little pictures and stuff in the car. We be like, well, we see a turtle. Is there mm-hmm. like does turtle mean anything to you? I feel like even that is just like asking questions about things because everything has a meaning behind it yeah and also we assign the meaning so it's Mm -hmm. like so everything does absolutely have meaning and that meaning is bottomless but then also what's important is like what does it mean to you specifically Mm -hmm. because how basically how I work is like when my clients come to me they're coming to me specifically for a reason so they are accessing whatever I have in my mm-hmm. own realm of experience. Mm. And that is why it is really important, you know, if you're going to be professional witches, like the more that you read, the more mythology you know, the more like the the more you research into like critical theory or mm. science or whatever, the the larger your vocabulary mm-hmm. is to be able to um, assemble meaning uh, based you on more the tools. Sort of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, exactly. I cool. want a, a few years ago stopped in a witchy shop by UCB Franklin Mm. and had a talk with a witch there. And I, I had to come out and ask her at a certain point because I was like, I could tell she was a witch, but we hadn't actually established it, but I said, I knew. And then she, she was like, yes. And she told me 
witchcraft equals wisdom mm. and like recommended this encyclopedia to start and so cool. the encyclopedia women's myths and secrets maybe it's yeah. like a really big thick, yeah yeah highly recommend for it. everyone yeah every, every every witch needs to have that book yeah i yeah. i still didn't get it i should get it this is a, a oh, reminder you need to, to get, get that it. book yeah yes what is it called again the encyclopedia of women's myths and secrets okay oh my forgetting gosh. the name yes. of the Ooh. author but Okay. So cool. Yeah. A quick Google. Yeah, but but I think that really makes sense. Witchcraft equals wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, literally etymo- etymologically, like the root word of witch is wit. It's like it's it's like a, a, a Nordic word, maybe um, Welsh W I C C E, mm-hmm. which is pronounced. It looks witch. like wick, weiss, or witch. but it's pronounced witch, oh, and, wow. and it means wisdom. And it's the same. It's the same as the <gasps> cool. root word for wit, right? Oh. So and wit, like and that's about intelligence. Yes, exactly. we are witches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So many plays on it. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, back to picking up on like little messages in your own experience in your body. Um, for me, I feel my intuition in my like in my gut underneath the I guess sac or the solar plexus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess that's pretty classic. I sometimes feel it in the throat. Do you have so so for me when I'm picking up on something because I am practicing. I'm I'm working on clairvoyance and I'm working on reading people. Mm. Um, so I'm I'm taking guesses and asking mm. them if I'm right on things like their sign or like I felt like you were a Scorpio. <laughs> um, and for me, it's like a, a ping and and something comes into my brain. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'm just like saying whatever that something mm-hmm. is. Do you get it physically somewhere in a spot in your body? Like, do you feel like you have a seat of your intuition, a specific spot? Yeah, that's, you know, such an interesting question because, you know, one of the things that I've learned is that intuition is completely a process of the body, right? Mm. So a lot of the time we have the idea of intuition as being something that is like a visual image sort of out there that's like playing like a movie, Mm. but really even that comes through the body. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm working with clients, um, I, I do try and pay a lot of attention to my body because on an empathic level, a lot of the time I'll be feeling what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And so then I can sense like where the, like the trouble is. Like for instance, like if I feel like sometimes as, as they're talking to me, I'll start to feel like a churning in my stomach or like my throat will seize up mm-hmm. or um, like my heart will, will start to hurt. And that's when I know that my body is trying to process their own like grief or, or, or stress. Mm-hmm. And then I have to really send it through me and into the earth because it's not helpful for them. If I mean, it feels good for them if I process it. Mm-hmm. It's not sustainable for me, but Mm-mm. also then it means that they're not doing it themselves and then it kind of creates a, an addiction where they feel They're like uh, yeah that, wow. the, that they need someone else to mm-hmm. process that for them so then I try and kind of give it back to them but then to sort of hold space so that they can do it but then it's it is a good um sort of indicator of like what's going on yeah um for me I feel it in different places like for instance like whenever spirit comes like uh, different different forms of spirit like I feel it um, sort of flash down my arms and like an Whoa. electricity kind of like Whoa. shoot out my hands cool. and across the back of my neck I often try or um, 
work with like my pelvic floor, mm. you know, the, the womb area, the feet, the, the legs. Um, that's a place that, so for instance, if you are feeling anxiety or you are feeling stress, usually that's happening in your upper body. It's happening in your heart, in your mm. throat, mm-hmm. you're clenching your jaw. Mm-hmm. But if you tune into your hips, into your pelvis, into your butt, mm. like you're, and you ask yourself, how do I feel there? Like if you would just close your eyes mm-hmm. for a minute and just like silently tune in, you'll be like, I feel pretty good. I feel strong there. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you have a lot of strength Sturdy. and power and in that grounding. place. Yeah. And so, you know, I use that as a way of like reconnecting me to the earth cool. when I get sort of like spun out yeah. like, by spirit that, you know, like by other people, like, like encountering the spirits of other people in my, in my space or, um, sort of, uh, like the electric sort of spirits that are yeah. moving around out there. Do you have an experience that you specifically remember that was like the strongest? Ultra, yeah. Like weird or cool or, um, reassuring. Uh, I'm sure you have so I have many. So many. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, sure. It's kind of hard to to choose one. I always I feel like I like there are these certain questions that I get um, when I'm doing interviews that I really need to like just sit down one time when I'm not doing an interview and just like create a list. Like people, for <laughs> instance, always ask me like what are your favorite witch films? And at oh. literally every time they ask me that, like my mind goes blank and oh, I'm shit. like, I have never seen a film in my life. <laughs> Witches don't exist in film. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. What is a film? Like every yeah. time they ask me that, I literally I'm am like, funny. have I ever even seen a witch film? So I don't know. Um, I would say Hocus Pocus. That would be Right, yeah. Answer. Some friends I of mine really like that. I can't remember. I, I know like Bette Miller is in mm-hmm. it. She has like buck teeth. But uh-huh. I don't, I don't and, know. And SJP. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean I haven't I I don't know if I've even seen that in like fifteen <gasps> years or something. Oh, you should rewatch it. It's good. I should. I know. Up. I was I'm actually gonna do a social media post about that. I'd be like, recommend me your witch movies because people are always asking <laughs> and I don't know what yeah. to say. Um, but I also feel like do people ask dentists, like, what are your favorite <laughs> dentist movies? Or, like, is Literally. it just a witch thing? Yeah. But, um, yeah, in terms of, like, my, like, spooky experiences, yeah, I don't know. I've, I think I would need a more specific... Well, do you, do you communicate back to spirit or do you only receive messages mm. do you say things back do you have a dialogue do oh yeah, you, yeah 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 it's completely reciprocal like? I mean obviously I'm not giving it tips and advice right but, like, <laughs> um, but yeah. you're asking questions or something yeah or? I mean it depends like on what spirits I'm working with like I have spirits that I work with at my altar who are like my spirits that I've like kind of collected your over your tribe Whoa. or your yeah. like my team my yeah my coven your your coven. yeah yeah. <laughs> um, yeah like my 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 people wow um and yeah so I have a really sort of I don't want to say like casual but um like <laughs> just kicking it with your spirits. yeah like I have a, a, a friendship with them you wow. know yeah. like a, some a, I feel like it's a it's exchange you know so like I celebrate them and honor them and talk to them and joke with them and that's a way of like keeping and maintaining my relationship in the mm. same way that I would with any of my friends, right? Like you don't just go to your friends and say, "Help me now, help you me, yeah. like give yeah. me advice." Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> like yeah. that's just point, not the way, and point. that's just not the way that you that you work with spirits. Totally. Um, well, what about with um, clients with other people? Are mm. you are you a, a I guess I want to say classic medium mm-hmm. in that you channel 
their loved ones that have passed? No, no, no. that's not okay. the way that I work. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I do some like sometimes uh, like spirits that are around them or like uh, people that are passed on like do come through. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, my the the primarily my work is not in like mediumship or communicating mm-hmm. with the dead. The dead is no. it um, clairvoyance or is it future? Well, you're, you're an oracle, so you're, you're getting messages. Right. Yes. But most of them, you know, so like I said, my work is really about like personal empowerment Mm -hmm. and then now, and the thing is about like the prediction of the future is that while it might feel really satisfied, like people think it's going to be really satisfying, but often it really isn't. And the, and the Mm. real trouble is that, you know, people assume when they're going to a clairvoyant like the, essentially what they really want is reassurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we know that it's not, it, it doesn't always, always work out in your favor mm-hmm. or the way that you want it to. Yeah. And so the thing is like, I'm not in control of that. Right. right? Like, so if people are like, will I get that award that I want? And you're like, you're thinking like, she's going to say, yeah. yeah. And great. I'm going to walk out. But what if you, you want to know? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, people want to know, or like, will I get back together with my ex? And that's why I think it's more important. So, for instance, like if someone comes to me, rather than saying, answering the question, will I get back together with my ex, I would encourage them to ask something like, what can I do to bring about the best possible outcome? Yes, bring it back to them. Yeah, Yeah. because... Like, what if spirit's like, no, you're not going to get back together. All right, bye. Right, that's like, rude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so then you're just like, oh, okay, now what do right. I do? You know, like. Versus if you empower someone and give them tools, no matter what happens with the ex, they yeah, can move okay. through life yes. and feel aligned and empowered. Yeah. Yes. So they're going to be able to, yeah. Well, so, and also, like, for instance, like, sometimes weird stuff happens with clairvoyance. Like, I, you know, I, I think it's a really important part of your practice. Like, if you're, if you're, if you're practicing witch um, or healer or clairvoyant or medium um, to go to other witches mm-hmm. uh, or to go to other healers uh, because like essentially like it's a way of valuing the work that you do so for instance like if I'm charging like a, usually, a session with me usually costs around $150 and so I feel like in order for me to feel that is worthwhile yeah um, like when I go to other witches and healers and I'm like happy to pay that yeah mm-hmm. this was more important for me like when I was first getting started Mm -hmm. where like I felt um, nervous about like taking money from people or like conflicted about it Mm -hmm. Um, but then whenever I went to other witches or healers I was like take my money this this is valuable to me so I feel like it's worth it and I think that that's true across the board for any profession so for instance if you're a designer like paying other designers and then when right. you go to ask people like when you go to your clients and are like you need to pay me then you're like no you really do need to because I <laughs> yeah, did this yes. for other people and I see the value in it yes. and and so like as a comedian like when you pay to go see other comedians because yeah. it's really bad when you're trying to get people to do things for free that you want to get paid for exactly yeah. then it's mm-hmm. like essentially you're saying I don't value this work right, right. And so but so I feel like I got a little bit off track there what was I talking about? I was talking about um, well, how much you charge people and feeling the value of that. Um, 
to the original question <laughs> was about well, uh, um, original question was about um, oh about ch- about ch- looking at the future oh yeah 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 so um, oh I was gonna tell a story about this one time with my ex I was I was married and uh, his mother had passed away and we were at a party where there was a clairvoyant a mm. very small party like a gathering of ten people and this I'd never met my ex's mother. And uh, this clairvoyant was like, oh, his passed on mother, you know, she wants to give you a gift. Um, she's going to give you a necklace and or there's this necklace that she wants to give you. And um, and I looked to my ex and I was like, do you know anything about this? He's like, no, I don't know what, what that means. But she so- said it was a diamond. <laughs> do you know anything? <laughs> Four carat, <laughs> babe. Oh, no, so then, like a week or two later, in the mail from my ex's aunt, no. sent me a necklace that she was like, "This was Gabriel's mm. mother's." <gasps> oh my gosh! Yeah, but this necklace within, within days. Yeah, within Just like two weeks. weeks. But then, okay, so the necklace was, like, literally something that you would get at CVS. It was, like, <laughs> something that you would get on one of those spin, oh, spin uh-huh. racks. It was, like, made of plastic. That's funny. I was, like, well, I guess it's the thought that counts. Yeah. She wanted me to have this. Yeah. She's, like, this is the best I could do from the other <laughs> <Yeah>. side. <laughs> I like it. She's, like, trolling you. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So I was, like, so, you know, things like that make me wonder, <laughs> like, what? I mean, I guess that was a cool experience, totally. but it wasn't like a life-changing thing. Whereas I feel like, you know, I do <laughs> practice divination for my clients, and we can look at what the likely outcome is if they continue a certain course of action. Mm-hmm. So often, like with the tarot, I like to do this thing where we look at the the possible outcome and then the outcome. There's like two different positions mm. for the cards. And so when you're looking at the possible outcome, it's like we're seeing like where it kind of wants to go. Mm. But then if the card in the outcome position is like very radically different from that, then it's kind of a sign that like that something needs to change. Unless you make changes, <laughs> yeah, it's going to go to this. Changes, yeah. it's going to go to this. Yeah. So, or it might be like, it's going to look really like it's not going to happen. And then ultimately it will, if you do this other thing. Like, so mm-hmm. I'm looking at places where we can look for their, you know, the gifts that they have, mm-hmm. um, the opportunities that they might not realize are available to them. Also looking at obstacles and ways, ways of overcoming those obstacles. But, you know, we're always, as, as witches, we're always trying to put the power back in our hands. And I think that that's mm. kind of a, a, a big difference between, um, a, like, I practice as a witch rather than sort of as a clairvoyant, which is mm. clairvoyant is mostly descriptive, right? Mm. So it's kind of describing where you're at now energetically and also maybe where you're going to be at in the future, though, mm. um know a lot of my favorite clairvoyants don't aren't focused so much on the future but because a lot of the time you know like like at least for me like I'm reading the energy now and it can change it's dynamic what I what I feel I'm practicing which I don't have enough wisdom I need to get that encyclopedia (laughs) but what I'm naturally um developing is about the now when I'm reading people I'm just like I'm asking questions or guessing about 
um, something about them. And then when I'm right, it's like I'm calling out some truth for them and that feels good even if it's not about an outcome. It's just the fact that I like saw that, see them Mm. or see some truth about them, I think. Yeah, exactly. That's what they like to hear. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's a lot of transformation that can happen just by being seen and witnessed mm -hmm. and having that reflected back at you. Like, you know, I think that that's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody wants to be seen. I think... Well, I think especially women want to be seen and yeah. appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, like, beyond the sort of... Oh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. like, internally yeah. seen. Like yeah, like, we really are. Seen. Yeah. 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 Mm. I see numbers a lot. Oh, you That's do? That's my thing, yeah. Even so, have you been studying numerology? Oh, no, but maybe I should. You should. Yeah. What What would I learn from the that? The significance of that? numbers. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's a big one. And oh, it yeah. also really helps you with tarot. Like, so for instance, I use um, numerology a lot in my tarot practice because if you know the significance of the numbers, like for instance, one is like initiation, beginning, like mm-hmm. um, like in state, in like spark. Mm-hmm. Two is like development, like blowing on that spark, like mm. letting it grow. It's like research. It's incubation. It's bringing things together. It's partnership. Three is rebirth, creativity, like moving out. Uh, like when you bring the one and the two together and then like there's a sort of creative mm. trine that's mm. that uh, make the, a baby yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> four is about stability like bringing like materialization like bringing things into form making them lasting making oh them stable five is about struggle it's about that it's the number of humanity it's also the number it's like when you bring um the four elements together and add spirit it's like what brings things to life Mm. but it also often indicates like trouble or struggle or difficulty we can keep going yeah yeah how does your brain not burst like (laughs) so much information in there i know it takes i mean so interesting i think that's another thing too is like that we we you know witchcraft is very popular now and especially among millennials which i think is really important because Mm. i think it does indicate like that there is a rebirth of the goddess right that's Mm -hmm. coming back through and i think that a lot of millennials are really inspired by that. And I think it's also really important that we um, engage with each other sort of cross generationally. Mm-hmm. I remember saying to my mother, you know, recently, because like my, my work is going so well, you know, mm-hmm. I've got a book coming out next year called <gasps> cool. Initiated Memoir of a Witch. And it's about Ooh, like how cool. I came to witchcraft and also awesome. like how other people can empower themselves to do that as well. Um, but I remember saying to my mother recently, you know, because things have been going so well for me. And when I was in my twenties, I was doing all sorts of other things that did not have anything to do with witchcraft. And I was like, I wish I could have been doing this work when I was like 27. Mm. And she was just like, but you couldn't have done this when you were 27. Mm -hmm. Like, like I think in our culture, like we look at the movies or whatever and a 27 year old, like in a movie, like speaks seven languages and is the head of the CIA. And you're like, no, like getting drunk Figuring and out. like yeah. you know dating assholes yes. and like yeah. working as waitresses check, or whatever check, yeah. check. you know so like I, I just think that we have expectations of totally. what you should be able to do as a as a young woman that are just completely unrealistic so even mm. though I was powerful at 27 mm. like I was also in deep conflict and like really like struggling to try and make sense of the world yeah. 
And, you know, now I, I just have a lot more perspective. I've had a lot more time to develop mm-hmm. to ideas. Learn. All and roads so, lead to here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think, you know, if you stick with it, you will have, yeah. and, you know, it's always a spectrum because like there's, I have so much more to learn, you know, I've, I, mm-hmm. I'm learning all the time and I like to learn from my elders as well. And like, yeah. you know, like I feel like the young witches that I'm around really inspire me and galvanize me and give me a lot of energy and Ooh. like enthusiasm mm-hmm. and ma- and like inspire me You're welcome. And, yeah, <laughs> to be, to, to, to be optimistic mm, about the future. Hopeful. Mm-hmm. And then the older witches that I'm around, I feel like give me so much experience and help ground me and help me not take things so seriously mm. because they are like, you know, they've they're in their safe. Yeah. 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 Damn. Wow. Cool. Do you, I feel like, is it time? Yeah. Oh, but man. Do you have oh, a last so question? Many more, I, so many more questions, but it's like different directions. But mm. I did just want to know if you are um, in touch with your cycle, your menstrual cycle. Yeah. And do you find that, um, are you more clairvoyant on your bleed? Because the veil is thinner. Oh. That's what I've been feeling. Oh, mm, that's interesting. Might, um, yeah, it makes sense. You're more raw and emotional. Yeah, you're, well, the idea is that you're, like, you're shedding, mm-hmm. you know, you're literally releasing, yeah. so mm-hmm. there's there's less in the way of right. your intuition mm-hmm. yeah. um, or of your connection to the divine, mm-hmm. so that's when you get more downloads, and that's when you can just, if if you practice and lean into that, if you're mm-hmm. not fighting it, if you're not being masculine, mm-hmm. then you, I mean, yeah. interesting. Uh, so I feel like that is a complex question because, yes. like, for instance, <laughs> like, there are women who, for instance, have had their uterus removed mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. have tr- difficulty with their cycle, and I don't think that that means that they are like less no, able no, no. to access intuition. Um, and I think you know, for some women that I know, especially women who are like you know, sort of like midwifey doula witches, mm-hmm. um, which is a really important part of witch history, right? Like mm-hmm. um, uh, dealing with the cycles of femininity, that that is like a really important thing for them, and so that might be a really important aspect for you as a witch. And we're all sort of individuals, which is like for me, like my period has never really been like it's it, I, I, I don't really think about it that much. Mm. Like it, it just doesn't like it just isn't a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know a lot of other women who, you know, who find who like, you know, do their spells, for instance, by cycles of the moon or mm-hmm. like by their mm-hmm. by their own cycle in relation to the moon. to the moon cycle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do think it's really one thing that I find really powerful about it. I was recently on a retreat with um, with a bunch of women, many of whom were older than me. Um, and some of them had like stopped having their periods, but then they had them again while we were all together. Wow. And that like my period like started like seven days early or something because like wow. that. Like, were you being, doing moon ceremonies? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's happened to we, Leah and yeah. I. This past week we did our full moon ceremony and my, well, my friend Tessa arrived and she told, she turned to my friend Ramona and said that she got her period just then. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then later at the end of the ceremony, I got to bed and then I texted Rachel because my uterus was moving so fast, making so many noises. I got my period that night and it was after like spending so much time with, it was like all all women women, that showed up and we were dancing under the moon. It was like, whoa, Mm -hmm. I'm like so connected. That's like seriously beautiful and magical. And that's when you're like, no, this shit is real. It is. I know. Because because you're not, you know, you're not, you're not deciding to do that. Um, One of my witch mentors, who's an herbalist, um, who was there, uh, 
she was like, it's like, it's essentially like Wi-Fi. Like basically we all get together <laughs> yeah. and we all just like connect. Yes. Yes. You know, yeah. I, I think that that's really, um, that's really beautiful. So yeah. that is something that I find really powerful about, um, about the cycles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sinking. So cool. Okay. Now. Yeah. I, unless you disagree, I kind of feel like you should pull your own card. Is that what you were feeling? <sighs> Some, something like that. I know that I'm too raw to do it. I, well, I, so I will affect I, it too I much. I have to go in a few minutes. Oh, okay. I have I have three minutes. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. So it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, we can do. I mean, we could do a quick. I could quick pull my own card. Speed read. Okay, yeah. okay. great. <laughs> this have is you, the, from the Doreen Virtue yes. Goddess deck. I Which deck. are you? Oh, nice. Are you up to date on Doreen? Uh, what do you mean? Am I up to date? Well, on like her? we looked her up to see if she wanted to partner at all with the podcast. She's very religious. She, now. she became a oh, Jesus. Oh yeah, freak. yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not that. In, I'm. You know. I no. I don't want to say anything against other practices. Yeah. I feel like. The, I feel like the. You know. I feel like I would like to see a little bit more diversity mm-hmm. in in her work, and so oh, no. I usually go to other mm. um other what, decks first what's your favorite deck um well i use the mother piece deck a lot because that's the that which is a tarot deck which is okay. um the one that my mother taught me on oh cool, um but they're uh like as far as oracle decks um uh marcella kroll has this really great oracle deck do you know her she's a witch no. here yeah you should, okay, you cool. should have her on um yeah. and uh I also use the thought deck. I mean, I I tend to use like kind of pretty classical decks. Okay. Um, okay. Cool. Just because solid. Yeah. Classics. Yeah. Like and a lot of decks are really great, but the um, <clears throat> but they're difficult to read from. Mm. So okay. Do you prefer tarot over oracle? Yeah, no, I I wouldn't say. I I mean, I tend to use it more. Okay. Um. Yeah. I love the animal spirit. I'm like watching deck. you do this. All right. Ooh. So. I haven't seen her in a long were you, time. Were you asking a specific question, or you just no? Because okay. I was just like, speed reading. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. What'd you get? I aim, leap of faith, take a risk, and put your heart's true desire into action. Mm. Well, what's the picture? It, it looks like a fairy creature, sort of reaching up towards the light in this sort of twilight. Uh, purpley uh, cloud space, mm-hmm. um, and the name. I am not familiar with this deity, but it like by the way that it's spelled, it looks like it's maybe a Celtic, um, a Celtic image. Yeah, it, but it's like right. a, a, it looks a like a fairy, goddess. a fairy being. Wisdom. Yeah. Yep. She's a Celtic goddess and fairy queen <laughs> yes. who gave birth to incarnated fairies from her romances with mortal men. Cool. Oh, interesting. Well, so it just so happens that I'm writing about um, the fairy queen right now. <gasps> what? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So maybe uh, this is a spirit that wants to come Leap to me that I need to yeah. research it a little cool. bit more. Yeah. yeah so I'm going to have to go home and do that. The various meanings. Yeah. I was just looking at, I was just speed reading to see what to pull out of this. Um a little highlight from Ain. Um, it's just making sure your intention is clear and then taking that leap and not not being indecisive, trusting that your dream is coming true. So probably about yeah. your book. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. All right, I will take that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, if you need to, break your dream into achievable baby steps so that it's easier to start and keep going. Yeah, so, I've been trying to do that, to break down. Like, so yeah. instead of like... 
writing like my second draft is due next week so mm. and, like instead of, of writing it like write your book be like okay write this paragraph oh, yes. this just little yeah. by little yeah. and just like write this paragraph write you don't have sentence. to do the whole yeah yes. exactly. <laughs> I think it gets so overwhelming totally oh, yeah but um so just to close out thank you guys so much yeah, for thank having you. me on the show thank I also you. wanted to let your listeners know that if you if they wanted to find me they can find me at Oracle of LA on Instagram or on Facebook or at um, Oracle of Los Angeles dot com if they mm-hmm. want to um, book an appointment um, but Amazing. it's been so lovely chatting yes thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for all your wisdom that you guys are out here doing this Good. work in the world yeah. thank, thank you for you the work that you do. yeah learned so yes. much